0: That's why I'm not the the bullshit seller type. But well, you know the, but wait, there's more. BWTM, the you know band sort of thing. I, I absolutely hate it. Welcome to Business Connectors, everybody. It's a place where we talk serious business, but with a gentle sense of Brit American humour.
1: So, are you a pretty good MC, Mark? Have you MC'd a bunch of events? Yeah. Do you put on a different voice or are you just you?
0: No, I'm normally, I'm normally just me.
1: <laughs> do you, do you, do you, amp, do you amp yourself up? You kind of take a little bit of uh, metaphorical, you know, uppers to, to bounce off the walls or are you just kind of yourself?
0: No, I don't like that. I don't like, you know, I don't like the hype excited thing. So I like to almost underplay it. A guy in, um, Years ago, Hal Krause, American Sales Masters, and I, we bought a program here first of the UK, and he saw some of my speaking stuff, and he, he said to me, the only thing, Mark, is you've got to use your smile more. And then it was a particular clip. And I, sh- I looked at it, I said, no, Hal, I'm not going to smile there. I said, I might, if I thought about it, with an American audience. said, but we don't tell British audiences when the funny bit is coming. So if anything... I'd go the opposite because the British want the feeling of surprise. American audit only America can name uh, the what you call it the when you the roast. Uh, yeah. Roasts. Or
1: uh, the laugh lines that. or That's something. What we do. Yeah. Our yeah.
0: normal style to somebody in that is to roast them. We call it. <laughs> Take the piss out of them. So if you tell a British audience, if you go, hey, let me tell you this, ta-, like a Dean Martin. The British are like, uh, 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 all that, it's all that. I'm just going to tell you how excited I am. No, the British will tell you when they're excited. So if you have to come in that curve, not that one. So am I'm, I'm, I don't like any hype in that way at all.
1: Nice. Nice. So how would you introduce uh, the Business Connectors podcast? Like, would you say, welcome to Business Connectors? That sounds Uh, a little American.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, I'd do something light on that, you know, or, or the more comfortable I got in terms of, you know, people responding to the message, whether it's written or like this is, you know, this isn't just another normal business thing. It's it's almost the antidote to that. So, it it would be deliberately either a bit piss-taking, as we call it, or or light, or or poking fun at all this terminal seriousness.
1: <laughs> terminal seriousness. I like that one.
0: The American guy that came up with. It, he used to work with the cancer patients. Mm-hmm. It was his line that, ter- mm-hmm. and because he, he does, he goes into organisations and does humorobics. And when we were in Arkansas and the doctor, a very clever guy at the end of the quite an intensive program. And he came up to me and he said, you know, this stuff's unique, don't you? And I said, well, you have to tell me, Dwight. He said, because me and Ellen, the way we present it might be unique, but the material is stuff we cobble together and it's not unique, but our our execution might be. So what do you think is unique? And he went humor. So America's lost its sense of humor. So that, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to, it was just our way of presenting. So it's always that Monty Python-esque, slightly light, slightly wanting to take the piss. So it's taken ourselves lightly, but the subject seriously.
1: So, so, um, kind of looking, looking at this kind of dead seriously, um, who is Mark later? I'm, I'm curious. I mean, audience might know you, might not know you who who are you i mean you've done some really interesting work that i know about uh with with some uh, soccer football teams soccer, <laughs> soccer. <laughs> but tell tell us or tell you know tell all of us a little nutshell about mark later who are you
0: the bulk of what i've done over the years has been some kind of coaching but i don't think i'm a natural coach <laughs> you know i was business and sales background who got into coaching because it was almost the way we were trained to sell was never that just sell things, it was always find out from the other person. So that lent itself very well to Educare, that whole style of lead out dialogue selling. So by nature, I'm the art you know, in the in the movie um but not Deadpool is it? But the one where he says, I see dead people <laughs> and he, i it boosts <laughs> Bruce and it's the kid says, I see dead people. My version of that is I see opportunities. So I this whole connecting, linking thing, I'm, I'm automatically connecting things. So whether it was coaches with deals or people with deals, so through this coaching meld of selling and stuff like that, I've ended up as this kind of conduit person or, or we, what we do our jokes as the Mr. 15%, the person that if you don't get the two parties together, deals that to me seem simple never get done. But it's never been really recognized other than sort of the entertainment into Hollywood. We talked about the other day, you know, the broker or the, the, the deal maker, the agent, is the person that pulls it together. So that's sort of my nature, really. And it's been a convoluted path through all of these funny deals, buy companies, sell companies, connect companies. That's sort of led increasingly towards business connectors.
1: So, how would your wife describe you or your or your son uh, in terms of what what is does bloody Dad? Bloody do nuisance! <laughs> yeah, bloody nuisance! Yeah. <laughs> but what does Dad do for a living? Does your Oh,
0: Dad! What does Dad do for a living? Hmm. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He. He probably says he arranges deals, He and he knows people like Howard Berg, these world's fastest readers, and he, he knows about you, Kent, as well, because he knows you know Jamie Cullen, who he and I listen to on the way back from his thing that he does tonight, St. John's Ambulance, which is his thing that he does, a medical volunteer thing, medical charity they do, and it's always on when we drive back, and I always do the joke about seeing proper jazz magi- musicians. Jazz,
1: jazz magicians.
0: Magicians. Well, they might as well be, yeah. <laughs> and I'd never seen anything like it till I'd seen them in San Francisco. Yeah. They were dribbling.
1: Oh yeah yeah they start drooling so yeah you're so in they
0: were, that space. They were of you could have hit him you, yeah. he was playing a I don't know, a sack or flute or, something, or, a sack or they, something
1: they leave this they leave the earth it's almost right?
0: bizarre yeah. it was mm-hmm. bizarre so it's always been our joke in terms of jazz and that whole uh, no piece of jazz music's ever finished and it they they invent as they're doing it and you know it's a big subject for you and what you do so the uh, cody he, he just knows. You know, I can be I can be working at three o'clock in the morning in bed with a phone, or I could be sleeping late. But actually, I'm up and I'm working. So he's grown up around that for his whole life.
1: And you seem to enjoy your work, uh, which is a uh, you know that's not it's not that strange in the world that that you and I know, but it's kind of strange for people. You know, in in general, like you enjoy what you do. How did that happen?
0: I think it's just my nature. I think I think it's just if I I don't do things, if I'm not enthusiastic about it, you know, in that level, that's why when we did the British American bit, don't tell me when I'm going to be excited. You'll know. And I, and I don't like a false excitement and and, you know, I'm not just speaking on behalf of the great British nation that way, but you know, we're a bit like that. And my version of it is, it's just when you, when you can bounce ideas off people and if you can send people away inspired and that, you know, even on, coaching, the, is it the, I'm not good on verbs and nouns and all that, but to moti- it, it, the, the verb is to motivate, to kind of put energy into the person. And if I can do that in a way, often I'm, you know, whether was through sort the conflict, the battle out first, to then get to, well, there isn't really a battle if we deal with all the BS, and then we can get into this. So I think that's just one of the big seminars we were running years ago, and one of the guys running it older than me, and he came up to me, I was running it, and he was one of the kind of helpers. And he came up to me at the, the break and said, that was a brilliant double-bind, some fancy bloody thing about hypnosis that I was doing with the people we were working with. And I looked at him and I said, it's a what? And Because he, he's highly trained, you know, in all these things. Like, a double-bind, la-la-la. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, David, I, I think that's just called having scouse, we call it, Liverpool. A Scouse, Scouse mother. Scouse. It's the name of our, the food Liverpool when it was poor and the, they used to eat leftovers and it was called Scouse oh. and their meal is called Scouse. Oh. So Liverpool are scousers. So having a Scouse mother, Scouse mothers kind of will say something and then say the opposite. Well, of course you could do this if you really wanted to hurt yourself. It's kind of like a give and take back and it's oh. partially the humour but it's kind of a, a friendly but aggressive sounding way of communicating. So... From what I can remember, that's all I was doing with this person. It was just, Mm. kind. well, you could do this, but on the other hand, you could do it. And it's kind of a parodying way of getting people to come up with their own decisions.
1: You give them the antithesis.
0: Yeah, and we, in our part of the world, we grew up with that style of communication, so I didn't need to pay thousands of pounds to be trained in hypnotism to mm. talk that way, but he was acknowledging me in this fancy skill. Well, I think it's just something that's sort of in our blood, really, That and a, and a passion for Liverpool's the city that's the sense of justice, you know, that it's, it's the one where things happen. It's got, and there was a kid killed in Liverpool years ago. It was a very big crime, you know, and it, it was classed as of all the towns, Liverpool would be the most emotional town. So I think it's a city that's known for humor and humor's, you know, linked to a range of emotions, isn't it? And the pathos. And that's, that's always, if I'm into something, I'm all in.
1: So I thought it was interesting that you, you told that in my brain, you told that story and you're talking about jazz. It reminded me immediately of this, um, kind of famous story about John Coltrane. And, um, coltrane was in asia somewhere uh playing his amazing you know music that is you know kind of defies transcription you you Mm -hmm. really can't uh i mean you can't write it down it's it's a you can describe it with a transcription or something but you can't really write it down you can't really record it either i wish i would have heard him live so he was playing this concert and Allegedly, this young man came up to him after the show and said, hey, did you know this is the solo you played? Uh, it was extraordinary. And Coltrane's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I forget what he said, but it's like, if you say so. you know. <laughs> like, right. He's a very right. skilled musician. He knew the things, the choices he was making were probably great and everything but to have someone else transcribe it and bring it back to him and, and say, here you go, man, um, this is what you did. That's that's an extraordinary thing. So <laughs> <Did> well, <I? laughs> you are you're, you're well, uh, you know, you're that's interesting
0: because you asked me about the passion for the stuff that I do. If I if I take that further from both the jazz and also me in my zone, when I don't know, um, you just don't know you're doing it, do you? you? You just get good at something over the years and it's in you. But if I apply that to whether it's the business connectors or then even people like you and other kind of the lever legacy people that we want to help is they're so good at what they do but stereotypically struggle on the selling and the business systems and stuff and and i'm so passionate about getting what they do out to more people if i can put the stuff around them then everybody wins on that basis so i spend my life looking at new organizational structures and new ways of working together because it just lets the John Coltrane – is, is it John Coltrane? The yep. Coltrane to this world. Yep. My thing is about Qualiwood. That's – that Cody named it Qualiwood years ago. That He heard the Hollywood story for but years. You have to
1: spell that out.
0: <laughs> well, just with that, take the H out and put the Q in front. you get Hollywood because our our stuff has been QOL quality of life. So Cody had heard for years, the story about Hollywood. You know, it's not just a sign on the Hills there. People have to troll around the world, getting cinemas built. And years ago you had to send the movies and there was promote, you know, there's a whole worldwide industry that that sign in the Hills kind of goes with. I'm sitting there one between Christmas and new year doing some planning type thing. And, Doing the goals and stuff, and he's heard that story before. And he goes, "Well, Daddy," and he's about five at the time or something. And he goes, "Well, that must mean, Daddy, we're building Quollywood." And he's kind of, <laughs> because it's the distribution of the Howard Berg stuff and your stuff and things that can make these things happen. But nobody, nobody seems to really want to do it. And the minster Fuller line about if there's a job that you keep thinking needs to be done and you keep leaving it and nobody's done it and you keep coming back to it, it's probably your job. And that, in a way, business connectors chose me. I didn't choose it. It was sort of things I did naturally. Then people like you and I talk about like Kingmaker programs and how do we get it to more people and, you know, you're, you're po- doing the podcast. People can do these things, but they're so inhibited, or so stuck in what's in front of them, or they've been mucked off by, by give me ten grand and it never bloody works. So I'm that's why I'm not the the bullshit seller type. But well, you know the. But wait, there's more. BWTM, the you know band sort of thing. I, I absolutely hate it. But wait. It
1: but wait. Worse there's. For everybody, <laughs> But wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. But wait. There has wait, to be the more. space
1: in between. It's like, but wait. But wait. Wait, there's, there's
0: more. But <laughs> they see in England. That's, uh,
1: mm-hmm. I, know it's, I know this isn't visual for when we're doing it, but
0: that's just fingers down your throat because you, you know, if it's worth $100, don't offer it me for $15 because you feel good about your grandmother today. Uh, d- don't. Don't. You, you are besmirching it for everybody. Get a fair value and find people that use it and i will pass that on. So part of that engine in me is to really destroy the bullshit of selling and marketing because it's killed it really made it made buyers who love buying if they're allowed to feel it for themselves they've made it into a really cautious process and if my job is to be the swordsman that bloody well you know cuts through a bit of that then i'll play that role
1: and i like that you're saying you know i mean. You're always talking about the business connectors are the future. So it's where you're talking about the death of sales, the way it mm. has been. But mm. wait, there's more. The death of that <laughs> yeah. and the build up of you know what business connectors—that's the future. So I'm really excited that you're working on this podcast. So I mean, what are you hoping might emerge um, it, based on this sort of business connectors concept?
0: Well, in terms of the. The podcast, it's a way of, you know, I think you said it perfectly that the world's saying, you know, when we see whether it was initially the millennials and then even, you know, my age group starting to flick at 15 seconds, you know, so maybe 200 people see something for 15 seconds. But the reality, and it was an American guy that I do some work with, I think he's in Idaho now, that was the first person who said, who called it relational media. So it was using the power of social media, but to focus back on the smaller quality relationships. And I thought it was a a great distinction. And that, and that says it perfectly that if we can through the podcast, talk to five, 10, 20 smaller numbers of people, but in some detail, and they can get a, a sort of a sense of the, of the genuine enthusiasm, but a bit of, you know, we'll fight for this as well. So there's, not designed for conflict but it's designed to get rid of the bullshit and get people out of the way and it's also designed to get people to the people who really do stand by what they say so once there's me and then you know now we're formally going out there with the business connectors doing the job that nobody else sort of wants to do as that army builds up everybody can benefit from having more and more business connects, every single business, whether you employ one, whether you sponsor one, whether you get access to one. In the UK, you can get things called apprenticeships, like where a you know a bid district will sponsor and you know co- companies combine. All they do is network deals and contacts together, and that then is a is a platform for all of the knowledge businesses to reach more people. So that's that's what I'm hoping through things like the podcast and other things we reach more people in a in a bullshit free zone i guess that says hey i want a bit of that let's you know here comes the business connectors it's not really a business connectors revolution it's more a like it's time to build businesses around the personalities of the owners and then they can play the roles that they're meant to play and business connectors just kept being the role the new generation of non-selling sales relationship orientated that is where every business is gonna have to go in one form or another
1: so stay tuned
0: stay tuned folks